It's time for Branding Business, the only show that brings branding experts and corporate executives together to explore how branding your business can improve both your top-line growth and bottom-line performance. Brought to you by Rikus Baird. And now, here's your host. Welcome to another edition of Branding Business with Rikus Baird. We're fortunate today to have Dr. Rick Afable, CEO of Hogue Memorial Hospital Presbyterian, as our guest on today's show. Hogue has been a prominent provider of health care to the Orange County community for over 50 years, and Dr. Afable is only the third CEO during that time. Our firm, Rikus Baird, had the great fortune of working with Dr. Fabley and his executive team to evolve the Hogue brand. So my questions today will focus on how a CEO looks at brand, and specifically, Dr. Fabley's view of Hogue's place among the best healthcare organizations in the country. Dr. Fabley, welcome. Oh, my pleasure, Ryan. Happy to be with you today. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I remember it very distinctly the first time we met in your office, and... Uh, you shared with me at that time an overview of how healthcare is changing and your vision on Hogue's role in the future of healthcare. Could you share that view with our audience today? Sure, I'd be happy to do so. And uh, thanks again for the kind invitation to include me in today's discussion. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very long ago, maybe just a little over a year ago or so, that um, that we all sat down uh, as a leadership group and as a as a community board at Hogue Hospital. Um, and as a community asset organization that we sat down and, and, and really looked at our, our core mission, which is to provide the highest quality health care services to the community itself. And as we looked at that, it became pretty apparent to us that two things were changing at the same time. One is that health care as a field and as a profession was changing such that there was so much more and there is so much more emphasis on the delivery of health services as opposed to what hospitals have typically done, which is to provide care for the sick. Uh, health care, just as the words imply, is today much more about um, keeping people um, happy, keeping people healthy and functional with or without medical disease or conditions. Um, and is less about waiting for people to get sick and then let's treat them in the hospital. And the second is that Hogue as an organization was um, truly in a transformational stage while we had for 50 years done a great job at being a wonderful facility sitting on a hill in Newport Beach up on Newport Boulevard and Pacific Coast Highway uh, providing for the needs of people who became ill, so ill that they needed to either be in the emergency room or in the hospital, and that we as an organization needed to embrace the 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 change of um, of thinking as a community, which is that we need health services as much as, if not more more than, we need care when we get sick. So so we began the process of of rethinking who we are and what our, our goals are and what our promises are to our community, who ultimately are the owners of this community asset, Hogue Hospital, uh, and how can we best serve this community. And so it was at that point understanding that we were in a transforming mode of converting this great organization that used to take care of sick people and will now help the community in maintaining its health. And so that was all about changing our brand, changing our direction, 
and to do so in a very public and meaningful way so that the community would come to know who we are and what we are for the future while we maintain the, um, the tremendous history of the past. So that's kind of where we went and where we are right now. Okay. Well, I was certainly impressed by your answer then, and I'm inspired today as well. And uh, most companies and organizations come to us when their, their brand is not healthy itself and it needs to change. Yet, Hogue has been voted the number one hospital in Orange County by its residents over the last 14 years. So, as you were just mentioning, it was pretty bold of you and visionary of you and the executive team and board to uh, choose to evolve the brand. So, in addition to the changing healthcare arena, um, what was kind of your thoughts on changing something that is already working so well? I mean, I, I, that must have been perceived to be some risk in there involved in that at the same time, right? Sure, there's there, there's definitely some risk if 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 you think about a not-for-profit healthcare organization or even a hospital as a business, which of course, you know, you know, you have to run a big organization like ours. Uh, as a business, you know, I, I like the adage, no margin, no mission. So so you do have to run it as a business in order to make sure that it's sustainable and can grow and, and continue to thrive in the future. And so, yes, as a business, uh, there is always some risk that a successful business that has a brand and, and has a, um, a recognition in a market uh, can and possibly could um, – you know, take itself in the wrong direction if it were to change its brand uh, inappropriately or even prematurely uh, in a in a transforming uh, market. And um, so, timing was key, um, and and the and the need and a perception of the need and and how it would be perceived was key as well. And that's why we hire experts like you, Ryan and Rikas Baird, which is to help us with the timing of this and then also to assist us in the development of it. Uh, you know, do you do it fast? Do you do it like a blitzkrieg? Do you do it slow and 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 sort of insidious, uh, kind of building a message and a brand over time or something in between? And so while when, excuse me, when we made the decision that it was time to change our persona, our identity from a hospital to a healthcare organization, now the question came up, how do we do that? How do we change that brand? What are the options for us? That's why we called you guys, and I think that uh, we've done it very successfully. Well, thank you. Um, you were speaking of timing, and, and timing certainly is a, a catalyst for evolving a brand, and, and it seemed that the uh, the decision to open up a new hospital in Irvine, Hogue Hospital Irvine, was part of that catalyst of, of evolving the brand. Uh, maybe you could share with our, our group a little bit of you the viewpoint on this decision and how it helps you position the organization for the future. Right. We, we, um, we made the decision to uh, expand our physical presence to um, the big and growing community of Irvine uh, about three years ago when it became apparent to us that uh, a hospital that previously operated in Irvine, uh, which was then called the Irvine Regional Medical Center, was going to close. Uh, the the then for-profit owner of that organization no longer saw it as a tenable business and therefore was closing the hospital. Uh, at that point, the board of Hogue Memorial Hospital Presbyterian, based in Newport Beach, uh, took on its role as a community uh, asset to say, um, you know, this community of Irvine, 210,000 people, 
uh, and way over 300,000 people during the day, because a lot of people work in Irvine who don't live there, um, you know, needs and deserves a, a health care facility as much as um, the people in and around Newport Beach, which would include Laguna Beach, Costa Mesa, and Huntington Beach. And so uh, that brought us to the to taking on a facility there in early 2009 and then opening that facility as a completely renovated, uh, essentially brand-new, technologically state-of-the-art facility in September of 2010. Um, given the fact that we had already spent two or three years thinking about changing the identity of Hogue from a hospital to of a healthcare organization, now having a second facility in Irvine sort of supported that concept that we're more than just the four walls and the emergency room in Newport Beach, but rather um, more of an outreach organization that is not only looking to get more and would be and we should, you know care to be more involved in the healthcare services in, within the community, but we're also doing that geographically as well. So for 50-plus years, people think about Hogue as Newport Beach, effective September 1, 2010, um, Hogue is now much more than Newport Beach and is explicitly much more in Irvine. And and with the opening of the Irvine Hospital, now our second campus, uh, we now have clearly a community outreach strategy that is there for everyone to see. We thought that would be an excellent time to uh, to take the brand and to bring it forth to the community using that time um, uh, that um, um, that time frame of the opening of the uh, of the Irvine Hospital, and, and I think that worked very that worked very very well. Not not only logistic, not only the philosophical or the intellectual part of bringing the bringing the brand out, but also the the logistical part of it, which is if you're going to have a new building, so now you can bring you know new new logos and new ideas and new colors and new things that all of which make up a, of, of a make up a brand as we all know so well. Well, yes, as we learned Hogue Hospital um, in Newport Beach. There are so many other great um, service lines in addition to just the hospital, but yet the hospital is the one that seems to get the most uh, exposure. And now with the second hospital in Irvine, it provided a great opportunity and the timing right for it to uh, to evolve the brand and bring it forward. Right. So uh, on a related note, people tend to think of branding as, as advertising uh, or the logo. Uh, but obviously it's much more than that. It, it really is. Um, the logo uh, represents everything the brand stands for. But were there specific issues that you wanted to address uh, with this branding uh, program that, that advertising could not fix? What comes to mind for you? Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it was a bit of an education, certainly for me and for many, um, in trying to make the distinction between what brand is and what advertising does. Uh, and so... Uh, we did spend some time and worked hard to be sure that we had a common understanding as the leadership and the support elements of Hogue, that we had a common understanding of what our goal was as we were thinking about moving the brand and changing the brand, changing our, our, our identity, how it is that we would be perceived by those who would be using our services or those who might consider using our services in the future. And so... Understanding that brand is is um, something that we want to convey to a potential, and I'll use this word. I don't like to use it in a in a healthcare sense, but I'll use it anyway because of the nature of this call. Um, the potential customer, as opposed to patient, 
the potential customer, you know, what do, what do we want them to perceive of us and to understand what it is we do and how we do it and why we do it. Um, and so once that became clear and we understood that the brand is a intellectual and emotional feeling that, um, that a person or an organization, um, whether it be a family or a company or whoever it might be, and how they would perceive us, then we would understand fully what we wanted to say to them, what was the promise that we wanted to make to them, which is essentially that we want to, that we are interested in their health, we are interested in them even if they're not sick, um, and, and that they may have health needs but don't need to be in the hospital or the emergency room. And, by the way, we can be and hope to be a trusted source of information and support as they get their health care services that then would need us to change our brand so that we could be perceived differently. And um, we would use advertising, and we do use advertising, and we do use other means and ways by which to convey that message, how we work, how we behave when, when we are given the privilege of being in front of people and to uh, be given the privilege of, of providing health care services. But the starting point was an understanding that brand is not advertising, However, advertising is a very good way to convey that brand, especially if the brand is in transition or in development. So advertising is a critical and important part of that. Uh, but we had to get that uh, distinction, uh, Ryan, and you helped us a great deal with that because there are a lot of, fo- a lot of folks who think that brand is about the logo. And uh, while a logo um, and a visual is an important part of brand perception, um, it is not part and parcel what a brand is all about. It really is what, are, what promise are you trying to convey to the customer, in our case the patients, who would potentially uh, be receiving services from us. And, and we also have to remember at the hospital, sometimes people receive services from us at a time when it's completely unplanned, right? So, you know, it's the, it's the emergency room 911 call. You know, that, you haven't thought that one through when the first time you get a problem and you have to call 911, but we'd like people to feel comforted and know that there's a trust as they are heading over towards Hogue Hospital Irvine uh, or Hogue Hospital Newport Beach. And um, and so the brand was a, an attempt to convey that. Well, you're absolutely right. The advertising can maybe create a little bit of awareness and, and create some perception of exactly what your brand stands for. But most often, the brand experience is the one that really has the most ability to uh, create a, a deep emotional connection and uh, with a brand that's been around for so many years, uh, we believe that a brand is, is built from within and built upon the, uh, the core attributes and the values and beliefs that exist today and now they need to be prepared for the future. At the same time, we really feel it's really important to also get insights from your key audiences. So in this case, we conducted primary research with uh, your patients, physicians, and staff, and it we got a lot of terrific insights and findings, and um, certainly uh, each of these groups expects uh, Hogue to be on the forefront of healthcare in the future. But what else in your mind stands out about these findings and, and uh, some of the learnings that we uh, we found and, and how you're apl- in, uh, applying these today? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, the, the research that was done, and again, uh, Rikas Barrett helped us uh, in so many important ways to sort of get our heads on straight, get our get our get our thinking in line as, as far as what it is we were trying to accomplish uh, and why, and then the how, of course. Um, but a, a big part of this primary research, a big influence of this primary research was um, that we are perceived 
in the in the healthcare community in the marketplace, if you will, as providing a very high quality service. But again, to reiterate what I had said previously, but that service is pretty much on a as-needed basis, most notably when I need something um, that is very um, uh, discreet in its time frame. You know, I'm going to have a baby. I need to have my appendix out. It's time for a knee replacement. I need heart surgery. You know, I'm having a heart attack. Those are very discreet time frames. And so um, the research showed that we were highly respected and and trusted as it relates to those discrete services that have are time limited, and many times are are um, uh, uh, able to be pointed at at a specific um, uh, timing or point in time. Whereas where we wanted our brand to go was and is more of a continuum of care. It's it's for a longer period of time. And it's related to we are your partner for healthcare services, not only when you have a baby, but also maybe 30 or 40 years from now with, when, God forbid, it were to happen, you were to develop some sort of serious illness like a cancer uh, or uh, diabetes or heart disease, many of which are chronic conditions. So our audiences now, as opposed to what we had been thinking of previously, is let's Let's try to make ourselves available to as many people as possible who have an acute sudden illness. Our, our new audience are people who have health care needs. And the truth be known is that is basically everybody. So everybody has ongoing health care needs of one shape or another, including prevention and the need to do things that will help to prevent illness and prevent disease and prevent conditions that would require them to see doctors regularly or take medications or even be in the hospital. So we were defining our audience differently, and that primary research showed us that while people are thinking about us for acute illness, they weren't necessarily thinking about us as an ongoing means by which to maintain health. And so we wanted to switch our brand a bit to talk more about health and wellness and a little less about uh, the good news is you don't need us until you're sick, what we'd like to convey is that you really should want us to be part of your life uh, on a constant and continuous basis, um, whether you have an acute illness or not. So um, good research and good information on um, how we would change our brand and develop a brand, knowing that our key audience was changing as well, uh, some of it by our own design, but also much of it by the need the needs of, of the people in the community who were saying, you know, we need a trusted source. And we didn't really know Hogue did that. So we had a new audience, and, and the primary research showed that to us. Well, along those lines, in this concept of continuum of care, uh, Hogue has had many different healthcare service offerings well beyond the hospital, but maybe they weren't known as well. Um, yeah. but so as a result of the, the brand strategy process, uh, the recommendation came to change the name from Hogue Hospital to Hogue. Can you provide a little, your viewpoint on the on the benefit of that decision? Sure. Well, you know, it, it, it's, it seems rather small and maybe subtle, but for me personally as the CEO of the organization, that was probably the most prominent and most significant decision that we made. Um, the, the subtleties, if you will, of the definition of a hospital are not so subtle for those who are seeking services or seeking um, some sort of intervention at that time is that well, you know, gee, I have, you know, let's say diabetes, 
but I don't need a hospital because I'm not sick. What I have is a medical condition or a chronic problem, and I need somebody to help me with that. And so let me go find someone. Of course, it, it, it wouldn't be Hogue because that's a hospital, and I don't really need a hospital. Whereas the truth of it is, as you had, have, have mentioned, we have many important ongoing programs and services for people with diabetes. Uh, and we know that we were not reaching those audiences on a constant or even an effective basis um, because we were not conveying that message to those who would be using and, and needing our services. And so by changing our name, just a subtle little thing from Hogue, from Hogue Hospital to Hogue, what we're describing when we describe Hogue is a healthcare organization that is um, capable of and trustworthy to provide a whole host of services and caregiving processes for people who have ongoing need. And I use diabetes because it's one of the most prevalent conditions in our community, and it's one of the conditions that needs ongoing care as much or more than just about anything. And so to think about Hogue as a way and a means by which to care for diabetes is a whole different view from the old view of Hogue Hospital. Hogue Hospital for a diabetic was the place that you went when you had a sudden, a sudden and severe complication of your disease, of your illness, diabetes. The new Hogue, not the Hogue Hospital, but the new Hogue is your partner to try to help you maintain your health so that you never actually need a hospital. Uh, and, and just a whole different way of approaching this. And so the subtle difference of changing the name and dropping one word is a not-so-subtle way to convey that new brand and the new promise that we would make to to the community. Well, I appreciate that viewpoint, and uh, very well said, and I could speak firsthand. I know many people in the in the community, friends who uh, have received incredible health care uh, outside the hospital but part of Hogue. So, Rick, I have one final question for you. Uh, I know you take a very active role in sharing Hogue's vision and mission through weekly town hall meetings and with new employees. Uh, maybe you can share with us the, the importance of getting those thousands of employees aligned around Hogue's new brand promise. Right. We, we have uh, now, um, with the opening of the Irvine facility and some of the other Hogue health centers scattered around uh, the six cities um, that we are uh, in which we operate, uh, we have 5,300 Hogue colleagues, uh, people who work for Hogue Hospital, like myself. Um, that's a growth of almost 100% since I've been here five years ago. Um, and so what, it's extremely important for us that we have alignment among all of the Hogue colleagues and Hogue teammates as we are um, providing care and services in the community. And, and, oh, by the way, we have an additional 1,300 doctors who we work with those those physicians are not employees of Hogue, but rather are, are uh, autonomous and independent doctors who work in uh, collaboration with Hogue as an organization. And so the collective 5,300 employees as well as the 1,300 doctors are really what make up um, the, um, the, the centerpiece, the cornerstone of Hogue services in the community. One of, one of the vitally important ways to get people in alignment is to make a good and important first impression as to what it is we're trying to accomplish and what we are going to be accomplishing. So since my arrival here um, at Hogue, which was um, about five and a half years ago now, um, I have literally met with every new employee, probably um, as wow. many as 3,000 people, not one by one, which would be 
kind of <laughs> would be you know physically impossible, but rather in small groups through orientation, et cetera. And then I've had multiple town hall meetings uh, trying to get at specifically the other 2,000 people that I that work here at Hogue to be sure that they have you know good alignment around the new direction of the organization. The message is a simple one, Ryan. It is we are a community asset. We are owned by the community. We exist for the community. Uh, we provide um, community benefit uh, above and beyond uh, the direct care that we provide to patients. And that the purpose of our being here, both individually as a Hogue employee and collectively as the corporate entity known as Hogue, that we are here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to provide care and service to individual patients, people in great need who need us more than want us, and also for the community who is not only our owner but also our advocate and our supporter and have and is the the um, the the receive the receiver of of the expectations of the care that we provide and so drilling that in and I, and I don't mean that in the pejorative sense drilling that into the hearts and minds um, of uh, every um, hogue employee the persons that I work with day in and day out uh, so that they can hold each other accountable and then hold us as an entity accountable to be sure that we meet the needs of the people that we're serving is a vitally important part of success in achieving our goals. And I think it's worked out extremely well so that people all know and hear that we are to be a trusted source along the continuum of care of health care services for the people in this community. And, um, and we're happy to provide those services all along. We have now... Uh, I'll call it a self-regulating um, workplace where people really hold each other accountable to that vision and that common set of goals. Uh, and um, it makes my job a whole lot easier when I, when I know that, that people hold each other accountable as opposed to you know, looking to the CEO or somebody else to, to hold accountability on how we act and how we behave. The culture of this organization has really developed in a very beautiful way the ability to embrace this uh, new brand of Hogue as a healthcare provider has been pretty much complete at this point. Um, and now it's just about executing, executing and doing the great job that we know we can do. Well, uh, very well said. Uh, we have a saying that culture trumps strategy for breakfast. So uh, you clearly understand the benefit of getting your team aligned, all the people involved, and uh, the reality that marketing does not own the brand, but rather the CEO. And so hats off to you. Uh, you clearly uh, have, have a grasp of the unique brand that is Hogue and the ability to share that throughout all your different audiences and have a terrific impact in the community. So thank you for doing that, and thank you for being a guest on Branding Business. Do you have any final thoughts or insights to share? Uh, otherwise, I think we need to, to log off here in a moment. Well, again, it's been my pleasure to be with you, and um, you know, I hope that uh, some of this discussion could be helpful to some others who maybe are going through a same or similar process, and, and uh, I know they can be as successful as we have been. Well, great. Dr. Fobley, thank you very much. You've been listening to Branding Business with Rika Spared. To learn more about our show, please visit brandingbusiness.com. He used to pester me for a walk. Now, it's the other way around. Hogue physicians perform more orthopedic procedures than any other hospital in Orange County. Our orthopedic program, in fact, ranks among the top five in the entire country. So whatever it is you live for, you can get back to it sooner. Because as it turns out, the best part of life is simply living it. Hogue for life. Visit us at www.hogue.org. 
Today, our guest is Deborah Legan, Vice President of Marketing and Corporate Communications at Hogue. Welcome, Deborah. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for letting me be here with you. Yeah. Well, maybe we can begin with a little overview of, of your role at Hogue. Could you just give us an, an, a bit of an overview of what you do there? Um, well, I'm responsible for the marketing, advertising, public relations, community outreach, all of the things that are under the marketing umbrella um, for Hogue and all of the affiliated businesses. Great. Sounds like you do a lot there. Oh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so tell me, um, how did you get to the point at Hogue Hospital where you realized you needed to start thinking about your brand? Maybe talk a little bit about what, what's changed at Hogue over the years and what, where is Hogue at today? What's changing in healthcare? Why is brand relevant and why are you thinking about that? Well, Hogue's always had a very well-established brand. We've um, been in the community for nearly 60 years and um, we've been well-known as a very strong quality community hospital in Newport Beach and serving coastal Orange County. Um, over the last year, we opened a second hospital campus, and that immediately led us to realize that we were more than Hogue Hospital, um, and that word hospital seemed limiting to where we were going in the future. So we thought this would be a, an appropriate time for us to reevaluate how our brand was represented in the market, um, what, it, what it meant, how it was identified, and then how we re- repositioned that brand. Um, so we needed to we needed to communicate broader than Coastal Orange County, and we needed to communicate broader than hospital. So that led us to um, go out and figure out how we were going to do that, and who was going to help us figure out how to do that. Well, so this this term brand um, is often misunderstood, and uh, you probably experienced that within mm-hmm. the organization. So um, how do you as VP of Marketing, how, how do you, what is your viewpoint on brand, and, and how do you communicate to the people there what a, what a brand can do for an organization like Hogue? Well, I think I started really early on trying to explain to everyone that the brand wasn't the logo and repeating that over and over and over again, that the brand isn't the logo. The logo is a representation of the brand, but the brand is our promise. The brand is what we are promising the community that we will deliver to them. Um, and everything that that encompasses. And so really, from Hogue's perspective, we're talking about 5,000 employees, 1,300 doctors, um, a couple thousand volunteers. We needed to really take the time to explain to them that we were talking about a evaluation of our promise to the community, not an evaluation of our logo. Um, and so we spent a lot of time educating everyone about that process and what we were trying to do. Smart. Well, um Hogue's been voted the number one hospital in Orange County by its residents over the last 14 years. Yet, um, together with with your guidance and and management, recently decided to evolve the brand. Can you offer our listeners some insights on on this decision? What what changed beyond what you already spoke about that um, would basically have an organization to change something that's working so well? You know, when you have (laughs) 60 years of success, um, with the brand, there was a there was a lot of concern and a little apprehension about you know don't mess with it because it's working. So I think the real the real point to communicate was that we were evolving the brand to where it's going in the future. Um, that we weren't trying to fix anything that was wrong with the brand. So it was more about an expansion um, and evolution of our brand. So really, primarily the goal was to take Hogue from a coastal community hospital to a regional healthcare provider and a, and a full network of healthcare options. So we really needed to 
create the expectation in the marketplace that we could promise and we could deliver on being a regional healthcare network. Excellent. So you, you as a VP of marketing have a, have a staff, a very qualified staff, and you do a lot of the work, uh, the communication work in house. At the same time, uh, you considered hiring a, a strategic partner to help you with this endeavor. So, how did you go about that? Did you look at ad agencies, brand strategy firms, research firms? How did you go about the process of identifying and then ultimately selecting a firm? Well, we you know we do have a very competent staff, but we also know that we're pretty close to it. So we um, immediately decided that we needed to reach out, and and our first instinct was to go to ad agencies. Um, that's where our background is. That's what we were accustomed to, and that was where our knowledge was. So we started looking at ad agencies, and as we we started researching online the ad agencies, we'd realized that they didn't quite deliver what we needed. What we were looking for were not the communication tactics. What we were looking for was the strategy behind it. And so then we found that there was such a thing as a brand strategy firm. So we started evaluating the brand strategy firms, and um, and there were a couple of ad agencies that represented themselves as being able to do both. And so we narrowed it down <coughs> from... Um, from a large pool of all of the ones that, that we looked at to a handful that we interviewed and went in and started talking to firms personally to see which ones, which who were the people that could be our partners? Who did we feel really had an understanding of what our brand was and where our brand needed to go and really had the skill set to be able to define that for us? Thank you. Well, in all transparency, I must say that um, we were very pleased that Hogue Deborah chose Rikus Baird as their brand strategy partner, and um, that's helpful to, for us to hear that, as well as many of our listeners to who might be under the same circumstance of hiring a firm. So you look for industry experience, but you also it really came down to the is it, was it the people you mentioned? You know, it was it was almost not industry experience. Oh, okay. I think we were we were intentionally looking for branding experience, not necessarily healthcare experience, because all that all that frequently people who have a lot of experience in one industry tend to be narrow focused. And we really okay. wanted a broader perspective. So the fact that there wasn't um, there was a little bit of depth of knowledge on healthcare was significant and important, but certainly didn't want someone who was exclusive to healthcare. Um, but it really was the people. It's do these people bring the expertise to the table that we don't have in house? Because we can do a lot of things ourselves. Why would you need to bring in experts that have a specialty in something else? So we were really looking for people who understood brand research, understood brand identity, understood how to identify um, what a brand stands for and how to clarify that promise. Because, like I said, we were living and breathing and we were too close to really Mm -hmm. help define that. So we felt that the Rikas Baird team brought all that skill set to the table um, better than anyone else could. Just curious, how, how important was brand research, uh, the opportunity to get the insights from within the organization and externally? I think the brand research was very important, especially in healthcare. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. research-based industry. The, the physicians and the um, clinicians and the nurses, and the people that work within healthcare are very driven by research. They want to know that if they're going to do something, that there's a success that comes from it. Um, and there's a scientific... Um, foundation to the mindset within healthcare. So research was very important. We needed to be able to identify how our market defined us because for almost 60 years we've been defining our own brand. 
We hadn't looked to the market to help define it for us. So we wanted to take that perspective and bring it into what we already felt or thought our brand was. That's good feedback. Well, um, people sometimes think of branding as advertising. You mentioned sometimes mm-hmm. they think of it as a logo, but it's experience through brand, uh, advertising. But So what issues did you want to address with this rebranding that advertising could not fix? You know, I, I think of brand, I think of advertising as being the end product. It's the communication tactic. Um, it's not the strategy. So um, advertising is just one of the tactics in the arsenal that we have as marketers to to use. We could use public relations. We could use advertising. We could use direct mail. We can use online or digital media. Um, but the strategy behind it is what we were looking to accomplish. Mm. Um, we weren't looking to come up with that tactical piece yet. That would come after we identified what that brand strategy was. Yeah, so you really brought it back to the beginning. And um, well, with that in mind, you have a, um, a very visionary CEO. You have a very, very involved board who's you know very connected to the community. You have uh, an excellent uh, executive management team administrators, physicians, nurses, volunteers, and, and, of course, the patients to consider and all that. And so as you evaluate all those different viewpoints, how did you, how did you go about the process of, of gaining those insights and then, and then ultimately determine what recommendations you might want to consider? Uh, well, it, it really started with the education process with the senior leadership and the board and the medical leadership, um, as well as the management staff in the hospital. And, again, Reiterating that the process we were about to go through was about identifying our brand promise, not about changing our logo, um, and spent a lot of time talking about that, um, and also making sure that we we involved as many people within the organization through the research process. So we started with face-to-face, one-on-one interviews with community leaders, with business leaders, um, with the board of directors, with the medical staff leadership, with the executive leadership. And that information was really helpful in, in fine-tuning what that um, survey tool looked like. So then all the information that was gathered through those one-on-ones was, were turned into online surveys that we then um, used to go out and get a broader, um, a broader reach of consumers and staff and physicians. And so that was um, such a fundamental part of it. So everyone felt a part of the process. And then continually updating and, re- and reporting back along the way was very important. And those insights ultimately led to either your brand positioning. So maybe you can share some insights on on what is the new brand promise of Hogue. Um, the you know the brand promise of Hogue really was so clear. It was um, amazing how all of that research led to um, the same type of messaging and really the three pillars that um, that came out loud and clear is that Hogue is an organization um, rooted in the community um, and that we support the community and the community supports Hogue, that it's an organization that is um, um, full of integrity, that the people that work in the organization um, are, are trustworthy and they are competent and confident. And integrity was just a, a major word that came out consistently. But the one that really helped to define the future of the brand and not the past of the brand was Vitality. That Hogue is a very dynamic organization. It's a very vital organization. It's constantly moving. It's very fluid. Um, it's focused on what we can do better and do um, 
and continually improve and be very dynamic. So those three words came out loud and clear, community, integrity, and vitality. And those were all a part of defining what our brand promise would be. So that brand promise, especially vitality, certainly uh, lives beyond the hospital. And so um, even though you were opening a second hospital Mm -hmm. in Irvine at the time, uh, you really had an opportunity to take the brand promise beyond just being recognized as the hospital as you have these centers excellence and, and a number of other very important uh, operations and facilities and, and ways to touch your patients' lives as well as um, be have a deeper connection with the physicians. So maybe you can talk a little bit about um, transitioning from Hogue Hospital and uh, a term that we I know you and I have used is brand architecture. Maybe I, you can talk a little bit about naming and, and this term brand architecture. I, I think the brand architecture was a really interesting exercise for the entire organization because we had evolved over 60 years. And it was, as you know, a little bit of a puzzle that didn't quite fit together. There were a lot of pieces to Hogue and um, a lot of different service lines and products that were out in the marketplace with the Hogue name on it, but it really didn't fit within any kind of structure that made a lot of sense. So reevaluating the brand um, in a way that created a master brand architecture, meaning that Hogue became our name. And Hogue became the brand um, identity out in the marketplace. Not that we moved away from Hogue Memorial Hospital Presbyterian because that's still our parent name and that is who we are and that's fundamentally the, the two organizations that make up the entity of Hogue. But, but as we present ourselves out into the marketplace, Hogue as a standalone rooted from our fam- familiar name um, was how everything would fall in line underneath that. So it's Hogue Heart and Vascular Institute, Hogue Cancer Institute, very clearly defined as a part of one umbrella organization. So this, in essence, helps you prepare for the future as well, in in that you will probably add additional service lines or other ways to reach the community, right? And and so maybe you can talk a bit about that as well. Okay, absolutely. The, The... the simplicity of the architecture, but also the organization of it, allowed Hogue Hospital Newport Beach to still remain known mm-hmm. as Hogue Hospital Newport Beach and Hogue Hospital Irvine to be recognized as Hogue Hospital Irvine. So the function can be clarified under the master plan. So everything that we do moving forward um, can be aligned under it. A good example is next week we'll be opening Hogue Urgent Care Tustin. So when we decided to do that, it was very easy to mm. figure out how that would be named, what it would look like, how we would represent it to the marketplace, because it was all outlined very clearly in the architecture that was identified last year. So it's established your ability to grow and under a common framework. So good. And that applies also to even how um, centers might be named with the donors and, and so forth as well? Absolutely. We have... Um, we have a variety of opportunities um, within our organization because we have such a great support base from our donors. So a good example of that is the Marion Dick Allen Diabetes Center. So it is called the Marion Dick Allen Diabetes Center because um, the benefactors contributed the funds to really get this program up and running and moving forward. But as it's identified in its in its identity, it has a hook above it, okay. and then Mary and Dick Allen Diabetes Center underneath it. So you know it's a part of the Hogue family, but still paying tribute to the benefactors who um, provided the program, the mm-hmm. funding for the program. So the logo is the common theme that uh, unifies everything. The logo ties everything together okay. and makes it a part of um, the Hogue umbrella. 
So let's talk a little bit about that new logo or the corporate identity. And that's often a very visible sign that an organization is going through change and evolving itself uh, is through that logo or through that identity. Can you talk a little bit about the logo, what it means, and um, and just even, if you would, share a little bit of how does an organization the size of Hoga choose a logo and, and uh, gain acceptance around that? Um, well, I can, you know... I can tell you that the um, evolution of the logo was by far the um, one component that evoked the most emotion. Um, George Hoke himself designed our original logo in the early 1950s. Um, So when you have the namesake, you developed a logo, and that logo was um, known for the hospital from the 50s until the 1980s. And in the 80s, changed to the logo that maybe everyone was familiar with over the last two decades. so most of the people that have worked for Hogue for a long time were familiar with the more recent one, not the one that George designed. But after 20 years to to convince a board and a medical leadership and clinical staff and the um, employees of the organization to say, okay, that's not what we have. That's not how we represent ourselves anymore. Now we represent ourselves this way. We take the word hospital out of it. We take the sand and sea um, look out of it. It was really... Um, a very time-consuming process to educate um, all the employees. And there was a lot of feedback. So um, we really went through a very um, specific and defined process. We included the board, the strategic planning committee of the board, the Hogue family, the Association of Presbyterian members, the medical staff, and the executive leadership team. And through the process of looking at the brand and how could those be represented into a graphic image looked at a variety of options. And it really became clear um, to all of those different groups that one stood out, that one really had, um, really was an evolution of the old identity. It had a wave to it still. Um, it had the, the blue in it that was deep-rooted in our coastal roots, but it brought the orange in or the burnt orange that represented more of an inland um, acquisition with Irvine, but also kind of orange that oversees all of Orange County and represents all of Orange County. So it was um, it was very clear that that was the one we wanted to go to. Um, so then it became introducing that logo little by little to all of the different <laughs> groups. And um, we did that in a way that um, introduced the wave first and then brought out the whole logo. So we brought in bits and pieces of it to really um, tease the audiences, I guess, a little bit with what it was going to look like, and then we unveiled it in a way that was a lot of fun. We had promotional items at the hospital for staff to be able to participate in and, and start to be the first to have the identity on material. So it was a lot of fun to transition it and to bring it out. Well, now, with an organization as large as Hogue, I, I can only imagine there are literally hundreds of applications of where this logo is seen. So how do you go through the process of... Um, Evolving and changing out and, and retiring mm-hmm. some of the things that, uh, so you, so you ensure a consistency because we hear this often from our clients in that, in that, um, it, it's a time consuming, difficult process and, and, and yet you probably have more touch points than, than most organizations. Um, we do. It was really a matter of sitting down with all of the different stakeholders within the organization that use the brand. And we identified some we didn't even know existed. So (laughs) the easy ones are the signs on the building, the wayfinding within the hospital, the lab coats, the scrubs, the site, the printed materials. Those were all 
you know, low hanging fruit. We knew that those had to be changed. And so I just sat down with the marketing team and we started making a list mm. six months out. What are all the things that we're going to need to change? What are the things we're going to need different in Newport than in Irvine? How are we going to represent them all? And let's try and identify all of the materials that have the logo on it. We met with facilities. We met with purchasing. We met with clinical leadership. And we tried to um, just get a full list together and then assign someone to this is your responsibility to make sure that this gets transitioned when it's time. Um, I wish I could say we're done. We are far from done. We launched the new logo in August um, of last year. And, you know, the signs are all fixed. The... Printed materials are being reprinted as they come up. We didn't want to reprint things um, unnecessarily. So as we ran out, um, we reprinted them. Um, we have the website updated. We have uniforms done, letterhead, business cards. We still don't have the employee badges changed. So if you walk through the hospital now, there's 5,000 employees and all the doctors and all the volunteers walking around with badges with the old logo on it. And the reason for that is because it's a huge endeavor, first of all, <laughs> to change out security-coded badges for 10,000 people. Um, but also because we have um, so many access points that they're all programmed differently. So we're systematically going through the process of changing and evolving the badges. But it just really wasn't a number one priority. It was the, um, the signage and the collateral material and the marketing materials that got changed first. Okay. It is an arduous process, it isn't is. it? We yeah, just so found yeah. some, excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> we just found some other materials that didn't, you know, payroll checks and things like that that you forget about. So, Well, I think you did it right. You identified <laughs> the primary touch points and uh, you made those changes. But I think it's helpful for people to hear and, and understand that you, this doesn't happen overnight. This uh, is a process and one that takes a lot of thought and management. So you spoke about the opening of Hogue Hospital, Irvine, and that is, in, in some ways, could be seen as a catalyst for this brand evolution. And certainly um, developing relationships in the communica- community and then uh, sharing with people uh, the vision and, and what the, this opportunity could mean to community was very, very important. Can you share some of the insights on how you did manage through that process? Well, Irvine <laughs> definitely was the catalyst for this because as we opened a second campus, we knew that, that the word hospital was not really descriptive. Um, of the brand any longer. So we really needed to um, to figure out how we were going to have that uh, master brand that would represent both locations plus all of our outpatient centers. And the one thing that um, we wanted to be able to deliver to the community of Irvine is a sense of ownership and a sense of pride that the Newport Beach and coastal communities have had for the Newport Beach campus. Mm-hmm. So that was an important part of it as well, is that we identify... Um, the needs and the um, um, and the the unique characteristics of Irvine as we move forward in the brand as well. So that was an important part of it. So we we spent a lot of time out in the community. We talked to a lot of members of the communities um, in Irvine, Newport Beach, and the other communities that we serve, um, and we incorporated all of their information in there. And when we launched the brand, we made sure to go directly to the market, and we sent materials out directly to homes. We made sure that we saturated the marketplace with as much information as possible uh, regarding the change so that the market would understand, everyone in our community would understand that this was the hope that they were um, accustomed to and that they were proud of and they were familiar with and that the promise of quality health care was going to be the same in Irvine that it was in Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. Good. 
Well, when you did launch the brand, and it was uh, anchored around the op- opening of mm-hmm. Hospital Irvine, there were certain brand touch points that you felt, I'm sure, that required to open. Um, certainly, um, how you communicate the opening of this new hospital uh, through advertising, marketing, and, and as well, I'm sure the website probably had something to do with that as well. So maybe you could talk a bit about this transformation of, of the website and, and how you would how you took it from where it was and where it is today, and, and how that is used in the community. Um, well, it, w- it was interesting. We were not only learning how to represent ourselves differently with the new brand identity and everything that that encompassed, meaning the look, the feel, the colors. But we were also trying to figure out how to represent a website that had multiple locations mm. and how do we serve um, communities that are looking for information at different campuses. We've not done that before. So it was unique and different for Hogue to do that. So it was a an interesting process. So in working with um, an outside consultant to help us with the website, again, because we didn't know what we didn't know and we wanted to make sure we brought in some experts that could help us and it could help us do this in a very quick process because knowing was going to open and then starting to work on the brand because of that and then making sure that we had the brand done in time for Irvine to open and then all of that had to evolve into a new website that would launch before Irvine would open because we needed to get the Irvine information out on the site but it was a very short window of time it was about three months from the time the logo was done and we could start applying it to materials and the website launched so um, we needed all hands on deck um, to be able to accomplish yeah, that's that. a very aggressive uh, <laughs> timetable there. It was. All right, well, so you spoke a little bit about the external launch. Maybe uh, you can share some insights on on the importance of getting the literally thousands of employees aligned around Hogue's mm-hmm. new brand promise, and that's an arduous task in itself. It, it was, and, and really, I um, we spent we spent a great deal of time meeting with the staff and the physicians. Um, and keeping them informed all along the process. There was a, a branding committee that was put together that represented all aspects of the um, of the organization. There were board members on it, physicians, um, staff, leadership, all on the committee. And so they would take back the messages back to their individual constituents, um, if you like. And then we would also, we held town hall meetings. We would send um, email blasts out to everyone. We really kept everyone informed of the process and where we were. And then we took a lot of time to carefully explain what the um, transition was and why the brand was being transitioned and why the identity was chosen um, and um, bringing everyone on board behind that that promise to make sure that they're delivering that care. And really, the whole organization was, was supportive of it because everyone was trying to support Irvine being the same as Newport from a delivery of care perspective. And so everything within healthcare is wrapped around the patient and about the delivery of care. And so this was all about communicating to the patient and making sure we're providing the same quality care, no matter what Hoke facility you're at. Hmm. Well, Deborah, having the benefit of working with you on this, I, I can say that I was very impressed that your senior executives of the organization, from the CEO to the board to the management team, all were very, very involved in this from the very, very beginning. And I think that made a significant difference in the ability for you to roll this brand out. And um, I was really impressed by the, the the continuity of the message that was then communicated throughout the organization. So um, maybe you, we'll conclude with that okay. as a as a as a comment, but also okay. a question. If you want to comment on that, uh, I, I think that's helpful for listeners to hear okay. how how that uh, how that worked. 
Well, you know, the, the brand evolution really didn't um, start from marketing, um, making the suggestion. It started from our board of directors, and it started from a strategic planning meeting we had two years before where the board said and identified and um, approved the direction to open Irvine. And it was at that meeting that the board said to the executive leadership team, we're not a hospital anymore. We're not a single Mm -hmm. hospital anymore. You as executive leaders of this organization need to figure out how to communicate that um, to everyone who's going to come to us for care. And so that really is what started. So it was a board directive. It was led by the strategic planning committee of the board of directors um, and then went to the executive leadership team and then ultimately um, to the marketing team to just um, make sure that all the steps were followed, but reporting and working very closely with all the senior leaders and with the board. And the final approvals for all of the messaging and for all of the materials down to the logo was with the Strategic Planning Committee of the Board of Directors. So there's a lot of senior involvement in this. Well, I think that's really what is required to be successful. Well, Deborah, thank you for being a guest on Branding Business with Rika Spared. Any any final thoughts or insights to share with our listeners? Um, no, it's been my pleasure. I, thank you for letting me be here. And I, I think the only thing I would suggest and that I have told people um, when they've asked me about this, because it's been a very visible brand relaunch. And so when colleagues have asked me about it, I've just said make sure you have the right team working with you. Make sure you pick a partner that um, knows what they're doing and understands um, what you don't know. Um, and can guide you because that that was fundamental both with Rika Spared's support um, for the branding part and with um, Rhythm supporting us with the website. Those were crucial parts of this whole su- the success of this. Well, we were grateful to be part of it. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to contact you? They can reach me at um, at hope.org. I'm on the website under leadership also at just deborah.legan at hope.org. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Deborah. Right, thanks. You've been listening to Branding Business, the only show that brings branding experts and corporate executives together to explore how branding your business can improve both your top-line growth and bottom-line performance. To hear more, simply visit our website, brandingbusiness.com, or tune in next week to learn how you, too, can build your brand and move your business forward. Brought to you by Rikus Baird.